This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Everybody and welcome to episode six. This is episode six, right? No, uh, yeah, this is episode six. Look at yeah, that, because it comes after five chronologically. So, but before seven, right, 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 right. Uh, so, welcome to episode six. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. Sorry, that was my cue. My name is John. <laughs> hey, John, how was that drink? Was it refreshing? Uh, it was refreshing, but not worth the embarrassment of missing my cue. That's all right. These things happen. And uh, the, this week's episode, we're going to talk about uh, we're gonna talk about stuff we watched this week. It really sounded like you were going to go like, this week's episode is brought to you by the letter E and F <laughs> and by the number 12. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe. I guess. I mean, it could, be, it could be brought to you by the number six. Yeah, there you go. Because it's episode six, like we determined already. And the letter E, because our title will have something to do with the letter E. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's picked up on that yet. Uh, well, they probably have now. Yeah, they probably have now. Oh, well. Yeah. Cat's out of the bag. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yes. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm, I'm going to start things off this week. Oh, good. Change of pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to start things off this week. Uh, and uh, uh, I started watching Stargate SG-1 again. Really? Yeah, the other night, I uh, see uh, there was some shows weren't on this week, like Arrow and Flash and... And whatnot. So uh, I, I had some uh, open slots, and I've been reading a lot of uh, comics this week. In the last couple weeks, I've been reading uh, the boys, and um, so that's been occupying a lot of my time too, because it's really, really good. Um, and I'm almost done now on issue 66 of 72, I believe. Nice. So, anyways, getting ready for the Cinemax series, are you? Well, that's kind of what spawned it all. Is someone had mentioned something about it, and I'd never heard of it before, ever, and I started looking into it, and it is. It's very mature and adult. And if the uh, if the series is anything like the comics, well, they're gonna have to tone down the series because the comics <laughs> are really bad in some spots. Well, there's a reason it's going on Cinemax, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, so I decided for whatever reason, maybe I've been seeing it pop on my Hulu a lot lately as a suggestion, but I decided to go ahead and start watching some Stargate SG One and. I'm honestly not sure where I want to start. And the reason why is because I never finished the series to begin with. And they did 10 seasons, a very daunting task to try to sit down and devote that much time to watching a show. Yeah, it's not like it's Doctor Who or anything. Well, okay, yeah. See, but Doctor Who is different. It's they, They're like 13-episode seasons, and it's kind of easier to catch up as exactly. opposed to, you know, like Stargate SG-1 – I mean, you're looking at 20-plus episodes a season for 10 seasons. I mean, and then if you throw in Atlantis and uh, what was the – there's another one, uh, Universe, I believe, and then the two little movies. I mean, you, like, I think it's like three, almost 350 episodes between the whole thing. And so, yeah, I don't know if I should be starting from the beginning or not because I, I remember – Things like Michael Shanks leaving and Corey Nemec coming in for season five and Michael Shanks coming back for season six. And I, I think it was season six or seven when I stopped watching. So do I want to watch all the meat and potatoes again or I just want to jump right into the thick of it? 
Uh, I bet you could probably like go on IMDb and look for the high rated episodes, you know, yeah. the ones that really stood out per season as yeah. maybe like refreshers, you know, go for those 9.5, 9.6 rated episodes, watch yeah. those ones just to bring yourself back up to speed maybe. But the other thing I want to know is can I, oh, Stargate Atlantis was one of them, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But to anyone out there who may have watched these or listened to these shows in the past, can, do I have to watch SG1 to watch the other two season series they had, or can I just jump right in? Because I also know, I think the last movie they did, Continuum, I think it was, basically just, you know, they they Star Trekked it with the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, where they just, I, from what I've read, they just wiped out all the past continuity of it and just kind of started over. And Richard Dean Anderson did come back for that because I know he left the series for a while. So should I just jump in from like say season seven? Am I good enough there? Or, or should I just watch the whole thing through so that way I can get all the little references? Let me know what people think about that. Yeah. In the interim, I've watched five episodes, and uh, it actually holds up from what I remember. So I bet it does. It was it's a great series when it was on. Yeah, I just I think when it left Showtime and went to Sci-Fi, that's actually when I stopped watching it. Like I, I think, think that I was only it. like two seasons in though. Well, no, it wasn't that far. Not. I don't know. I just I remember I watched it primarily on Showtime, and then when it went to Sci-Fi. That's when it kind of started getting you know petering out for me. I guess. I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. But well, that makes sense. I'm looking forward to the Groundhog's Day episode. So at the very least, I'm <laughs> going to watch that one at some point. <laughs> Are you going to watch it over and over again every day? No, I'll just watch it the one time. No, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Those Groundhog like Day episodes are good. Yeah, seems like you could have a gimmick there, like right around Groundhog Day, watch every Groundhog Day episode of TV shows that we've watched in the past. Oh, that would be actually kind of interesting. I mean, I do like to celebrate Friday the 13th by watching Friday the 13th. The movie or the TV series? I mix it up. Okay. I mix it up. I mean, really, like the TV series was great. I just read recently that someone wrote a book about it, a companion to it, and it's like 460 pages long. Like, that's, that's a lot to write about that show. I wonder how many run-on sentences there are in that, because that sounds Jeez. like a lot of pages. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now the series is good. The movies are good. I Actually, part six is my favorite uh, favorite one. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is about that one, but, like, it just it, – visually it looks good. The story's good. I mean, it kind of makes sense how they bring him back in this one. And – as far as bringing back someone from the dead who's a supernatural being, I mean, they dug him up to burn him, and uh, the guy got really angry and grabbed, like, a metal pole from the uh, cemetery and drove it into his chest. It got struck by lightning, and he got reanimated. Yeah, that that old chestnut, you know? Right, yeah, that yeah. just so happened I mean, that, last week to my cat. There you go, right? So, uh, story-wise, though, it was, it was a decent story, and uh, oh, visually, it just looks great, and it just kind of holds up, and... You know, it surprises me how like, it came out. I think it was like 1986 or 7 or something like that. So, yeah. So, part 6 is my favorite. So, I usually bust that one out. Or even the new movie is good. I enjoy that. Uh, Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, if I do that on Friday the 13th or I watch Halloween movies on Halloween, I mean, I guess I could watch Groundhog's Day episodes on Groundhog's Day. Kind of makes sense. Be like a thing. I actually went to see Groundhog Day in the theater at Railroad Square this past Groundhog Day. Oh, that's hilarious. That's awesome. It was, because that's a great movie. really stands up. I wish more theaters around here did things like that. Yeah, there's really not a big call for it. 
No, like I was looking at it. I want to say I think it's this August. The Boston Opera House, uh, Alamo Alamo Theaters is touring around the uh, the original trilogy, and it's coming to the Boston Opera House, and it's going to be an all day thing, obviously, and they're going to play, you know, four, five, and six, you know, back to back to back with intermissions in between, and it'd just be cool to go see them on the big screen. Uh, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'd just be cool to go see those on the big screen again. Take Kane and something like that. Yeah. But that would be a long day. It would be a long day, yes. Yeah. And then also, I think I read they were showing cuts of the post-97 version cuts. Oh, gross. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? So. Han shot first. Yeah, exactly. So anyhow, now that uh, – so let me know about people if you've watched the Stargate SG-1. And uh, what do you think? Or should I jump in? Or can I just watch the other series without watching the original series? Yeah, that's a good question for the audience out there. So there. Yeah. That's how I opened it up this week. What do you got? What do you got on the table? Uh, Usually I start off with Walking Dead, and so it seems like a natural segue to start off with Fear the Walking Dead. But Uh, no. No. They're they're on a boat. Like the the episode starts off great with like you know it's nighttime and there's fires and there's zombies all over the beach and they're trying to like get into a little zodiac craft to get out to the yacht and you're all excited and then no that just no it's dumb and and no I'm yeah. done. Yeah, I uh, I haven't. That's another one I have never watched either. And if if you want to see a teenage girl get on a ham radio and uh, flirt with some unknown guy in his own boat out on the ocean while everybody else ponders morality and mortality, then it's the show for you. Otherwise, avoid it. I'm just going to go pass. I'm going to go pass. Yep. Good call. I don't feel guilty about it. So, Lucifer. All right. (sighs) They finally did what I've been wanting them to do. Of course, there's only two more episodes now, but someone else shot him, and he lived through it and was fine. And so he finally had the realization that it's only Chloe Decker that makes him vulnerable. She is his kryptonite. And it's not even if she – it's just being around her. Yeah, that was the impression I got as well. Not just that she can kill him, but – Right, right. Well, because, okay, so she shot him. And then when he was holding her and running through fire, he got burned. But then at the end of the episode, he tried to cut his own hand when he, when he was at his bar, and it didn't. nothing happened. And then when he was just standing with her, he cut his own hand, and it cut himself. Exactly. So she wasn't touching him or anything. So just right. being in her presence. Yep. So now are we going to determine, like, oh, there's a 50-foot rule and it wears off now? Right, exactly. <laughs> Is that going to be the next step to be? this? <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, so that way he can, like, draw someone out by running far enough away from her. So if he gets shot, nothing happens. My big hope with this is that it isn't one of those mysteries that they try to draw out for like six seasons. Yeah. You know, who is she that she can do this? You know, if they make the entire second season just about who she is and why she's like this, well, it'll bother me. You know, I'm in it for the stories and stories move along. You know, anytime you're reading a book and they go chapter after chapter describing the same room, you wouldn't read that book. Nope. Nope, I would not. I would not read that book. No. Nope. So, so I'm glad they finally got that that get that cat out of the bag and everything. So, uh, the last two episodes, I'm sure the last episode will get some sort of hint or something will happen. Right. 
It was interesting uh, when they brought in the Pentecostal coin that he yeah. gave to that guy and said, this is how I was going to get back into hell, but you could also use it to get out of hell. Yeah. Kind of an interesting little uh, theological artifact. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're going to learn more about things like that. I'd like to get into that because, I mean, Supernatural tried to do a lot of stuff like that, but now it's just gotten to the point where it's convoluted. You know, it's like everything is an artifact on Supernatural, but this one actually felt like it had some gravity to it. Yeah, I know. I mean, on Supernatural, they've already found three hand of gods. Yeah, and I mean, I only have two hands. Right, right. But I mean, like, they've, like, these rare, rare, rare artifacts, and they've already found three of them? Yeah, because, you know, God has the entire universe at his beck and call, but he hit them all on Earth. Right. And. In, in driving distance. <laughs> oh, God, that show, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep plugging away. So, uh, Gotham. Yeah, some interesting turns they, on Gotham this week. Yeah, I mean, they they really quickly squared away how Jim was being, <laughs> how Jim was innocent. Uh, yeah, I felt, dragged that out for weeks. Uh, not only that, but I felt that the entire police procedure of clearing his name was very rapid. I know they kind of found Ed out there and he confessed to everything, you know, without noticing all the footprints that must have been from every other cop surrounding him. Right, right, yeah. But it, it was just like, okay, you know, there was no paperwork to do or anything. They're like, you escaped from prison, but it's okay because you were innocent. So well, we're going to give you a pass. Okay, let's, let's, let's talk about that real quick because there's something else I watched recently where a guy was imprisoned even though he was innocent and he escaped from prison. I think it was limitless. And they were talking about how they were going to, yeah, it was limitless. How they're going to, you know, oh, well, he did escape from prison after all. I'm like, yeah, but he never would have been there. Right. If he, you know, if he wasn't wrongfully convicted. So right. can you be, so, so I mean, like, is that also like, say, uh, you know, what's that phrase go? Like, uh, fruit of the poison apples, not it, but you know what I mean? Uh, fruit, fruit of the, of the poison, poison tree. tree. Yeah. yeah. Fruit of the poison tree. You know what I mean? This is when it fall, like any crime he may have committed. While in prison, I don't after know being wrongfully convicted. I mean, are those just like null and void because if he wasn't there, he wouldn't have done them. That's that's an interesting thing. I don't know what the legal standpoint would be on that, but it does sound kind of legit. Yeah, I feel like it is. But I mean, the, if that was the case, honestly, like he could murder six people in jail and be like, "Oh, sorry, it never would have happened if I wasn't here," and they'd be like, "Oh, curses! He got us again." Stop being sensible. <laughs> I, I think he should have some kind of ramifications for busting out of jail, you know, and especially where they gave us so much inside the prison that they looked like they were building it up, you know, the whole corrupt system. And we wanted to see the warden get taken down and then to just like walk away. Who knows if they'll come back to there? That's true. That is true. But, you know, but Gotham lately, me. Gotham has been doing that a lot more and more lately. Where, like, they just kind of almost, like, fast-forward through storylines. Right. Yes. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of like when when he got convicted. Yeah, it was just fast-forward a few shots of him getting some kind of slop on a tray and then yeah, moving on. Well, yeah, it was – that was – actually, yeah, it was it was when, when he got arrested and then by the end of the episode, like, he got arrested and two minutes later he's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's telling Lee not to come back and he's been in prison for like uh, I don't know, however long. And then the next episode, you're right, they had that big montage where he'd been in prison for like months or whatever at the beginning or however long he was. I mean, it was a few months. He had to be in prison regardless. Mm -hmm. But anyways, they really they really wrapped up that storyline. Um, so 
anyone else rooting for the Penguin to kill his family Holy by the end of that episode? God. Okay, yeah. first off, I, I hated Penguin a little bit more because he killed the dog. You know, yes. he tested yeah. the poison on the dog, and I'm just waiting. And granted, it was off screen, and it wasn't like a lot of yelping or anything, but still. Yeah. yeah. You know, what the heck is up with that? Yeah. But I think it's funny that they. Well, they did eventually show the dead dog lying yes. there, but at first I was like, so they're not going to show us the dog, but they'll show us people getting blown away. <laughs> oh, there's the dog. Um, and, and holy God, did he go over the top. Dude, like, okay, I was rooting for him to kill his quote-unquote family. Yes. I really didn't expect he was going to kill and cook the kids and feed them to her. Holy. I mean, that was just like next-level evil. That was Cartman. That was – that was – I mean, but I know they just want to show us how far down the road he's the hill he slid. Because up until now, it's been, oh, I've been rehabbed and I'm all set and I'm yeah. good. And I can't even I couldn't even be evil if I tried. Yeah. Oh, no, he, he's evil again. He's, <laughs> he's even got the back to the haircut and the dress. Yep. And granted, yes, you're right. They did deserve to be punished. You know, right. you want, and it's right. Gotham, so you wanted them to die. You were like, oh, they're murderers, and they're devious, and they're spitting on him and throwing stuff at him. But, yeah. wow, that was that was big for Gotham. Yeah, that was pretty big. That was pretty, pretty big and pretty extreme. Oh, and if anybody cares, Barbara got a clean bill of health, and she's back in Jim's life. Yay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um. I'll just quickly touch on Blindspot. Uh, it was another tattoo episode this week, but it was a different twist on it. Okay. And it was a very uh, Ashley Johnson-focused f- uh, episode, her character Patterson. Okay. And uh, so it was it was definitely a little different, but it was really, really, really good. I really liked it. And um, like I'm really starting to not like the character Jane. She's really becoming kind of like a... Too much of a wine ass at times. Interesting. There's parts of the episode where she's just like, you look at her and the expression on her face and oh, the pouty face. Oh yeah, and then her talking and like, um, it's just I'm, uh, I like I'm, I feel like I'm like, uh, I don't even know if I want to watch this anymore. But I really, I do like Ashley Johnson, and uh, I like, uh, but then again, I did like uh, Two Broke Girls, but I haven't watched that in a couple of years. Yeah, I stopped watching that. I was a big Cat Dennings fan. Well, it was just way downhill. Everything was a double entendre or a fallacy joke or whatever. I mean, it was just like, yeah, they used to plug them in here and there, but then that's all the show seemed to become about. And so I haven't watched it. Even though I like Cat Dennings, I just haven't been watching it. Um, So, yeah, so it was just a really good episode this week. I enjoyed it. I mean, we're almost done with this season, so... I don't. I haven't read anywhere if it's been picked up or not for another season, but um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it's uh, it was picked up like five episodes in for a second. Okay. Season. All right. Well, there we go. So I don't know if I'm going to watch the second season. But, uh, <laughs> I remember shaking my fist at the heavens at that news. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We got ten episodes of Firefly, and yet this gets a second oh, season. Oh right. Yeah. Exactly. It's crap. We didn't get. We didn't even get like what, we got like five episodes of Drive, maybe. Yeah. Ugh. John Doe. And, uh, anyway. Yeah. 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 I can't do it. Um, Castle. Castle. Yes. Uh, I really uh, enjoy how Nathan Fillion plays Castle and how he believes and wants to believe in all this ridiculousness, like a genie from the lamp. 
<laughs> yes. I get the sense that he plays the character as he plays his real life. Like, that yeah. seems like who Nathan Fillion is in real life. Yes. Have you seen the, the picture floating around Facebook I just saw where uh, Nathan Fillion is, is lovingly has his, his cheek uh, pressed against the chest of Bruce Campbell? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, it's hilarious. Just That's I saw awesome. It. I was rolling through my feed last night, and I saw it pop up, and I was like, I think your sister shared it. So, um, yeah. Nice. So, anyways, so, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a decent episode, decent caper episode of trying to who done it. And then, you know, the genie and the lamp aspect of it all. And then of course the guest star girl's name is Genevieve who, you know, I'm, it's just screaming at you. Her nickname would be genie. Exactly. Yep. And then the guy calls her genie at right at the end before they walk away. So yeah, that no. was a good episode. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, I, I like Castle for the most part, especially now, like we've said, you know, now that they're done messing around with it, it's a good show. It's got some yeah. good capers to it because they keep it fairly lighthearted. And yeah, yep, yep liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., a lot of happened this episode, huh? Oh, yes. And I love the ending. We're like, all right, we're going to you know unleash the secret warriors. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. So I'm looking forward to next week because essentially they did capture all of S.H.I.E.L.D. except for Lincoln and Daisy. Yes. So, yeah, we're going to see the Secret Warriors come out next episode, and we're getting closer and closer to Captain America with each passing week. Yes, we are. So I really need to work. My May is so busy with Kanan's baseball and overtime and work and everything in general, and I really need to find a time to watch Captain America. I don't know if I'm going to be able to squeeze it in on Mother's Day or not, because it's Mother's Day that weekend. You know what I mean? It's a Mother's Day weekend, and I'm off that weekend, so I may be shooting for like a Monday 11 a.m.-ish screening or something like that. That's ambitious. It opens up. Huh? That's ambitious. Well, I don't work um, Saturday or Sunday night, so it's not like I'll be sitting there all tired Monday morning. Right. Right. But uh, I'm, I got to try and squeeze it in somewhere. And I'm going to the Nina conference on Thursday. So uh, down in Portland is a New England Emergency Number Association. Or, I'm sorry, National Emergency Number Association. So I'm going to that the last day of it, that the day that the uh, day it opens, essentially. Essentially. So I don't know. I got so much going on. It's going to be hard for me to squeeze in. But I'm going to I'm going to have to get it in before the next episode of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. because I don't want to I don't want to be on. The, I don't want to be left out. Right, because, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is awesome, and they have done that in the past with Winter Soldier, where they tied it in. Um, Been seeing an awful lot of stuff online that says that they may not do that. Uh, The reason that they're giving is they said that, you know, TV shows tend to shoot, like, a couple weeks out from the episode, whereas Winter Soldier was shooting, you know, months, maybe even over a year before it actually came out. So it's hard to sync up those things. And I know, like, with Thor, I I think it was Thor. The second Thor movie there. Yes, the Dark World. And they were they cleaning just up had, afterwards. Yeah, they just were doing cleanup afterwards. But there was, I think the show was still kind of, was that, in, that wasn't the second season, was it? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was yeah. the second season. Okay. So, but that's how, I know that's how they handled it with the Thor flick. So, I don't know, but still, they make references to it. and Yep. I was, I gotta say, one of the highlights for me this week was seeing Mark DeCascos, instead of being the telekinetic guy, being yeah. the uh, martial artist. 
I have been waiting yes. for that since I yes, saw him I show know, up right? on there. Yes. I looked it up too on IMDb. I'm like, I got to check. Yeah, the guy's 52 years old and he can still move like that. And he looks great. He does look great, you he know? He looks great. He the, does not look 52. No, he doesn't. You know, he, he does all that Iron Chef America, plays the uh, chairman, uh, yeah. which is cool. But I, I've always known him as that badass martial artist. Yeah. And I was waiting for this. And to have him go up against May, that was just like, yes, this is what I wanted to see. I know, I kind of got a little giddy myself when I saw, like, they locked him in that room and there was nothing in there except May. Nope. I was just like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, I mean, granted, they let him use his telekinesis to get out of there. I get that. Yeah. But, man, you know. Yeah, it was in a good an, scene. It was. And, and, I mean, the episode was pretty good. We had all those flashbacks of, you know, building a character for Gideon and his brother and how they had those the chipped stone that – would let them cheat their way out of being picked. Yeah. 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 And then he had to make that sacrifice in the end. Anyway, we had to learn sacrifice in the end. Right. Anyway. It was, it was cool that they brought the actor back who played Whitehall, you know, even if just for like one flashback scene, yes. it was nice that they were able to get him in there instead of just being like, you know, Oh, we went and talked to Whitehall, you know, showing it all off screen. Yeah. They actually just showed what, yeah, I agree. I thought that was great. And uh, kind of a – it wasn't really a huge twist, but it was kind of interesting when uh, Hive – you know, we got to see the back of Hive's head. Woo! Um, yes, yeah. But when he was like, uh, I still need to have a Malik by my side, you're like, oh, he's going to take the daughter. He's going to take – oh, never mind. He's not going to. Yeah. He's going to kill her. Yeah, that was – that was unexpected. unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, now you know sacrifice. That's right. Yeah. You would think he would have just killed him and – that's what I mean. I thought that's where we're going, but by Powers Booth. But no, no, he's sticking around somehow. <laughs> nope, they still had money for his salary, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. Hey, it's Jonah Hex, y'all, right? Not that you'd know. I mean, they gave him about as much backstory and screen time as any other cowboy character. Essentially, yeah. I mean, essentially, we got, my name is Jonah Hex, and my mouth is all messed up. Yep. That's why you know him, Jonah Hex. And I think they had something in there where they were like, hey, we've got something on the ship that could fix that. Fix what? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but still, I mean, they they still introduced another DC character. And I think if you're watching Legends from Tomorrow, you're really not much of a casual fan, maybe. Or. Right. Um, I mean, I, it's not like, I don't think that. I, I think they threw him in there to throw him in there to say, hey, look, we have another DC character in the, in the show. Yeah, they did, but at the same time, I remember months ago, it was getting hyped up. They were like, oh, and we're going to have, like, Jonah Hex this season. Yes, yeah, yeah, and then to have it kind of be very lacklustery. Right, when we have episodes like uh, when they were visiting Martin Stein's younger self on the college campus, that whole time period spread out over, like, two or three episodes. We yeah. couldn't have gotten an extra episode out of Jonah Hex. I would have liked to have seen this uh, actually spread out over a couple episodes because I like westerns, anyways. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I actually, I'm a rarity. I liked the Jonah Hex movie. Well, let me rephrase that because I don't like Megan Fox. She ruins everything that she's in, pretty much, except Jennifer's body. Absolutely, cannot stand the woman. Yeah, I just, I cannot. She just, she just screws up everything she's in. She adds nothing to it. So that being said, I didn't really like Jonah Hex the movie. What I what I, what I liked was I liked Jonah Hex the character in the movie. That's because you know, I'm also a big right. fan of his. I yes. can't think of his name right now, and it's driving me insane. Come on, you can get it. Come on. 
He Josh was Brolin. Brolin. There you go. <laughs> so, anyways, I was gonna uh, say he was Brandon the Goonies. Come on, exactly. So I like Josh Brolin, and I like I've liked everything he's been in, including Labor Day. So I liked I watched Jonah Hex, and I liked Jonah Hex for him. I hated Jonah Hex for her. So yeah, right. Uh, I had a couple of questions pop up for me, other than the yeah. fact that you know I was asking, is Kendra? Did she used to be a barista? Um, <laughs> but like. Kendra stands out more than anybody else in the West because she has that multi-hued hair. Do you think they could have at some point in time said, hey, we might be going into the past where people don't have highlights in their hair. Let's change that up to a solid color for you. You know, they can regrow arms on the ship. I never really uh, I never really crossed my mind on that one. But you're right. Also, where do they get money? Suddenly Stein's in there playing poker, you know, in the middle of a game with that was addressed in an earlier episode. Was it? Yeah, it was. I'm trying to remember what it was, but I remember like, oh, way to Back to Future it. You remember oh, Doc okay. opened up the suitcase, he had all the money from all yes. the different time frames. They they essentially referenced something like that as well. I think the computer, I think Gideon can just make it. Gotcha. But I, I know I, I know it was addressed because she makes the clothes for them to, to change into as well. I think we could actually we've got enough things now that we could either make a a bingo card or a drinking game out of Legends of Tomorrow because you got things like uh, Snark. Snart makes a, uh, a snarky witty... comment. Yes, yeah. Snart makes a snarky comment. You got me saying snark now. Um, uh, Kendra tells people she's a barista or yeah. bemoans Carter. That's another yeah. thing. There's a bar fight. You know, because wherever they go, fight in this episode. Yeah, because cowboys. I I think we could actually do this. You can make a drinking game and become very, very intoxicated. Probably could make a bingo card or a drinking game out of it. Yeah, I um. So we met old Kendra. Yeah. Why? Why couldn't it have been old Carter? You know, why do we have to keep meeting Kendra or I think meeting old Carter would have been more interesting. I think it would have too. Yeah, we could have gotten a different perspective instead of it ain't never gonna work. Yeah, You'll but even that, but, but, you know suck. what though? Well, I'm glad she didn't go the route of yeah, you're right, and then you know pushed Rave and further away and done that drama bull crap. Instead, she was like, I'm not gonna let her affect me. That's right. I do what I want. I do what I want. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they did it that way. So uh, Grim. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm sorry, Legends. H.G. Wells. Yeah, which, as a Doctor Who fan, as a time travel buff, I, I did get a little bit giddy there. Yep. Um, I yep. gave them some credit because then you got to wonder, was that how it was always supposed to be? You yep. know, Rip had said that this was one of those spots in time and space that was always in flux. Yep, yep. So was Stein always meant to save his his life? I think so. I think so. So, yeah, so I just I like it when you have, like, those shows like that where they, where they reference things. In the, I think that's why I like kind of like Sleepy Hollow so much because they reference actual people or things or events from the past and relate it to what you're watching now and tie it in in a sensible way as opposed to tying in in a nonsensical way. Right. And can we also say before we move on two things? One, these are the hunters. Like Rory was scared of the hunters. As Kronos, he was like, we got to get away from these guys. They're going to kill us. Oh, my God. And then they laid waste to them. Yeah, they pushed out really bad. And the last one monologued. They've activated the Omega. You're going to go down. I can't wait to see it. The Pilgrim's coming. Yes. And that was the other thing. The Pilgrim is actually the smartest thing that the Time Masters have ever done. Right. 
I mean, let's send somebody back. It was the Austin Powers moment, you know? Just go back in time and wipe him out when he's on the toilet. Yep. Let's go back and kill the younger versions of themselves and just end this now. Yep. And then we go back. Of course, we see the end of the episode. There's Rory Rory watching the house burn, and then there's, we assume, the pilgrim behind him. But, I don't know. Are we going to bet that it's not her? (laughs) No, I definitely think that's her. You think they're going to finally off Rory? Because he seems to be back in the good graces of the team this episode. Yeah, after a remarkably short turnaround. Yeah. Punch his partner in the face a couple times, and everybody's like, okay, we can trust you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, Grim, okay, uh, I'm going to go with this. I do not want an Adeline as a Hex and Beast again storyline where, oh, I'm not going to tell... But I'm going to tell, and we're going to go back and forth with the drama, and blah, 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 blah. And then she vogued in the episode. And I'm like, well, but could she have always vogued even without her powers? Like, she can vogue, but her powers are still subsided? Like, they never clarified that, in my opinion. Right. I literally wrote in my notes, once again, drama with Hex and Beast. Yep. Because that's like exactly what, because then, you know, you get the tense moment when Nick yep. gets into bed, and she's like, yep. I forgot to tell you something. <gasps> I'm going to work in the law firm. I job, yeah. Oh. And then at the end of the episode, they, Diana comes back. Is it really Diana? I mean, has she really been gone long enough to be older now? Yeah. Yeah, That I don't think she's been gone that long. I mean, that kid looked like she was like seven, eight seven years year old. old. That's a seven-year-old. Yeah. That's not some little kid. That's not a two- or three-year-old. That is like a seven-year-old. And Grimm hasn't even been on the air for seven years. So no, it hasn't. So like... Either they did the old soap opera gimmick of send them away for a few episodes and they come back older when they do that with the kids, or it's not her. Yeah, I don't think that it can be her because also nobody knew where she was. How did these people just like reach up their butts and pull her out? Exactly. Yeah, she's got the little purple eyes, but that could be an illusion or something. Well, it could be another kid who's a hex and beast. Right, that's true. I mean, other than blonde hair and female, there was really no other distinguishing features we that we know about for Diana. But it's just going to cause more drama that I don't want to deal with. And behind that, the uh, Monster of the Week episode was pretty lame. Yeah. I felt, you know, the white foxes because they're Japanese. and Right, and yeah, there's honor involved in katanas and beheadings. Yes. Yeah, as soon as I saw their lore, I was like, oh, oh, special guest star. Yeah, yeah exactly, right? And then, uh, Wu, poor Wu. Yeah. Man. Wu's been, if you think back, Wu's been the subject of an awful lot of stuff. I mean, that's what I mean, poor Wu. Yeah. I mean, he ate his carpet for crying out loud. Yeah. He's been through some hard times hanging out with these guys, and yet he still wants to. Like, even when they came clean and they're like, we've been lying to you for years, he's like, okay, guys. (laughs) All right, guys. He's that first kid who gets his license but doesn't know how cool he really is, so everybody just, like, drags him along and makes him take them places. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. That is exactly who he is. It's a great analogy. Thank you. So I think we're going to see Wu turn into a werewolf eventually. Yeah, but building that way. I mean, I don't think he's going to go full-born bot or anything, but I think he's going to go like the old stereotypical werewolf as we knew him before this show. Right, the ones that they had that trouble with and said that they uh, yeah. that everybody hates them. Yeah. The true lycanthropes. But I still really like this show a lot, and I'm going to keep on with it. So, uh, Limitless, Kate and I have been 
blowing through Limitless. I mean, I think we just watched episode 16 tonight before you and I started this. You're welcome. And yes, I love this show. Kate likes <laughs> it a lot, too. We're both really just sucked right into it. Right? Um, episode 7, with all the Ferris Bueller references, was amazing. Oh, my God. That was It was when I watched that episode that I literally said, all right, everybody has to watch this yeah. show. And then, like, they do all these little fun things on it. Like, I like how the interactions with Mike and Ike started out really gruff and abrasive. And it's gotten, as we've gone along, you know, it seems almost like what would happen naturally as you're surrounded. You, you get to like this person. You get along with them more and more and more. Yeah, like office uh, friendships. Yeah, I loved the the Spike episode as well, where they were trying to get a, another person to come in, and it's like Ike, Mike, and Spike. Yes, the whole interview process. Yes, it was amazing, and I just I like how everyone else in the office is referring to them as Ike and Mike. Yep, because <laughs> they don't know anything yeah. other than that. Exactly. They, and they do all the creative stuff, like whenever the guy tries to say his name, they bleep it out on the screen. And, and it's his name redacted. Yep. And <laughs> I, yeah, and I like how... Uh, Brian makes all these elaborate, like, uh, like you know, mobiles and and yarn things and this and that and everything, and it's starting to bleed over to other people who are doing the same like artsy crafty <laughs> stuff. And yep, he has I that love, effect on everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I really like the interaction with the cast. Like the drama of the episode is definitely you know Finch's interactions with Mora, and each member of the cast kind of has their own drama stuff going on too, maybe personal otherwise. But I like that. It's not like when like it's not long lasting within the confines of the, the cast. They're all kind of buddies, right? Yeah. And if they have an issue, maybe it lasts that episode, but it's over by the next episode. Yeah, it they're kinda all kind of like, grown up. Yes, exactly. I like how the the drama in their lives is outside of that core cast. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I just I'm we're just loving the show. I mean, like I said, we just watched episode sixteen. And it's uh, Ike hooks up with uh, Brian's sister. <laughs> yep. And my favorite part of the whole thing at the end when he's screaming and yelling and going through the tirade of, like, bleach this place, just burn the sheets, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he says, and if this is going to be serious, you are damn sure going to refer to him as Ike. And then he <laughs> yes. walks up the door slams the door. <laughs> just, uh, I love it. Oh, Jason. Jason, is it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when he got when he got shot, oh, yeah. we learned his name was Jason, and so that was acceptable. But otherwise, he's always called Ike. But yeah, oh, wasn't he pissed? Yeah, I just I think it's great. There wasn't a new episode on this week, but I looked ahead on my guide, and next yeah. week's episode is entitled "Finale!" Exclamation point. Part one. I, I just I do. It's a great show. I want he wants his headquarters exclamation point. Yes, all the exclamation um, points. It's so good. And then I just I like all the little like okay, so in this same episode. You know, he's helping uh, Sans, and so we're learning Sans' backstory, and it's all done comic book format. And each, you know, after Wasn't come back to the commercials, a chapter. Yeah, it was. And the opening credits, how the opening credits changes a little bit, yep. depending on the episode. And um, I love how the way he pictures things goes in his mind, as opposed yes. to how it really happens. And, and how he talks to himself and has meaningful conversations with multiple versions of himself. Yeah. And then anyone else that's been on NZT in the episode has the same thing going on. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just, I really, we really like the show. I really like the show. Like, again, I like it way better than the movie. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> and thank you all for the listeners the out there. Seriously, if you're not watching this show, you need to watch the show. You need to watch it. It is fantastic. It's, uh, has he formed the Bruntouchables yet? Yes, I've seen the Untouchables where there's like, what was his job? Oh, he made us T-shirts. Yes, and then <laughs> so he, he gets has to be part of the team. 
Yeah, and I love that in the in the Bruntouchables episode when uh, Mike takes over and they become the Munch Tuple Muntouchables or whatever, yes. and he's like, no, <laughs> like in his little dream sequence, you know. Uh, I feel like the people who made this show legitimately love the show. They have to. Like, some of these shows, you feel like the writers are lazy or the production, they don't care. But I feel yeah. like everybody involved in this show, kind of like with Flash, everybody involved in this yes. show must just love what they do. Like, there's a scene where Brian's worried about this guy IDing him for something that he did. And so he's like this, you know, so he has, they keep replaying how it goes in his brain and what he could do. Yep. And so he comes in and it's just like where they go, that's him. And so they arrest him immediately. Or it's like, that's him. And she slaps him in the face or he goes, that's him. And he gets shot. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, Boyle gets shot and Rebecca gets shot and it cuts over to Sands. He's like, you can stay with me now. You know what I mean? Like, just, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I just, I think it's great. Um, I will say this though. The one episode I did not like. Okay. Why it bothered me or whatever was the one where they were dealing with the serial killers. And for whatever reason, he went to the place in his brain where like this old, like Barney type dinosaur character was in there. Oh yeah. That was and annoying. So they were, instead of saying like serial killer, they're saying huggers or saying yep. killed, they were hugged. And instead of saying the serial killer's name, they give like Mr. Pralines and cream. Yes. Ice cream names. And all. that, that one episode that actually annoyed me. And he even called him out on that, if I remember correctly. Yes. Like he said a number of times, "This is annoying. This is stupid. Why are you doing yeah. this to me?" Yeah. But uh, but they, you know they they ran with it. But otherwise, I mean, I like all the little how they do things. It's good. Yep. Oh, it, you've got some great episodes ahead of you too. It's, yeah, we have. Um, like I said we just watched sixteen, so I know they're up to twenty right now. So. Oh. So we got four episodes in the can, if you will, and then this week is the. So we got six more episodes with a two-part finale. So so good. And, you know, we'll watch those back back to side by each and all. Yes. Yeah. When I saw that it said finale exclamation point part one, I said, all right, so I'm going to have to save those up and watch them yep. back. To yeah. Back. Yeah. You can't. Like, it's like, for instance, Blacklist. Like, I haven't watched Blacklist. I just haven't had a chance to watch Blacklist. Oh, no. Unfortunately. Yeah. So... Hmm. I will uh, have to tailor my notes around that then. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. It's uh, it was a very good two-part episode for the most yeah. part. Um, one of my favorite characters on the show is hardly ever there, and it's the woman that Red calls when he needs something done. You know, whether she comes in to clean things the up, cleaner essentially. Yeah, yeah. The short lady with the glasses. She's one of my favorite characters because she's just so no nonsense and she never questions anything, and she's always got a level head. Yeah, but the episode was fraught with a lot of the uh, typical, you know, I hate you, Red. I love you, Red. I hate you, Red. I love you, Red. Yeah. Um, but it covered. It, it was. Um, it was all focusing on, and I can never remember him from anywhere else except for he was uh, the guy named Big Love on House when House was interviewing for new interns. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because he was Mormon on the show. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I just can't, yeah. I can't, and yeah. we start off with him being transported to jail, you know, bad guy right. jail, and right. things kind of go south from bad there, of jail. course. <laughs> yeah, right. not just regular jail, but the bad But the guy bad guy's jail. jail, got it. Yep. Uh, and it's it was a really, I don't know, They they've spent too much time, in my opinion, in this show, dealing with wedding plans and baby plans, and I know good for them for writing her pregnancy into the show, 
yes. you know, way to go, guys. So many other people try to hide it, but with right. these guys, they were like, no, let's embrace it. And uh, so that's awesome. But at the same time, it, there's been too much time going to the Tom and Elizabeth thing and, oh, let's get married. Oh, let's let's run away together and let's live in the country and let's have the baby. Mm-hmm. It's a little – it's detracting from what I feel the show is about, yeah. and that's criminals and the criminal underworld. And catching criminals. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we go back to Tom's past a little bit in this one, and uh, Mr. Solomon was his name, the, the guy who they were focusing okay. on. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Uh, again, I'm stri- trying to stay out of spoiler territory, but he has his own version of um, – their tech guy who sits there and sends them out on all the stuff. Yeah. He has his own version of him. So he'll be like, you know, we need eyes on the target. And the guy will be like, hold your horses. All right. Cameras have picked up this going over here. So it was fun to watch them playing opposite each other. In fact, at one point it was a showdown between the two of them, like who could get who there faster. Yeah. And, uh, it was a satisfactory ending to a two part Mm. episode. Okay. It was very satisfactory. Something to look forward to. Yes, uh, I think you're really gonna like it. So earlier this week, I gave myself a little treat on one of my nights off. I was sitting here, and, and because uh, I worked- this is a family friendly show, Mike, we don't want to talk about your little treats that you gave yourself. Thanks for going there. So, anyways, yes, I did. <laughs> um, I work nights, so even on my nights off, I kind of end up staying up to like four or five in the morning just to keep my schedule. Because otherwise, I don't have enough time off in between to try and rotate it around. So, um, anyways, I kind of treated myself to a little like retro. When I was a kid, I used to love when I stayed at my grandmother's house, my grandmother's house. I used to love watching uh, Nick at Night, and so I kind of gave myself a little uh, flashback, if you will, because I noticed like all these shows they added to Hulu. So, like, I watched an episode of like Dobie Gillis and La. Dennis the Menace and Mr. Ed. Uh, if they just would have had Dragnet on there, it would have been perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was just kind of neat watching the. I, so I, I watched a few, a uh, couple episodes of those uh, this past week, and I'm not going to go into great detail other than to say, like, they're great shows still. Like, they really made good, enjoyable television back in the late 50s, like that. It's Maybe nice when 50s. stuff like that can hold up. Yeah, I mean, like. It's just, it's just, it's comedy. They're, they're, they're family comedies and the, the funny didn't change. You know what I mean? And they're not, and there was, there's no dated references. So it's not like they're making a, a zinger about like Eisenhower or something. <laughs> just going to go now. with Eisenhower. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with Eisenhower. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're not going to make a zinger about like him or something like that. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just comedy. So they added a bunch of stuff like that to Hulu. If if you liked watching that or or you just want to check it out, just check it out. Yeah, that's that's my plug. Nice. Yeah. Um, did you watch Supergirl this week? You know, I didn't. I it, it's okay it. that you didn't because it was kind of part one of the season finale. Yeah. And it ended on a cliffhanger, so it's okay. We could talk about it next week when we've got both of them under our belt. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll make sure I watch them. Watch them both. I uh, I want to go back though. And okay. uh, I want to make a hard push for a show that in the past I have not made a hard push for. Okay. Uh, so are we all done talking about this week's TV then? Uh, well, this is part of this week's TV. Okay. And then we can move on to the next part of it. But this was a show that I watched this week. And, okay. Because uh, I haven't – I'm all done with this week's TV. Oh, okay. 
Well, I've yeah. got a couple. Um, so I watched the two-part season finale of I, Zombie this week. Okay. And the finale was so good that I, it made me realize this is a very enjoyable show. You know, yeah. it's been on for two seasons. They've already renewed it for a third. And I know I've given just a light push before, but I'm giving this one a hard push now. I'm letting people know that this is a decent show. Um, this two-part finale was really over the top. It really pulled out all the stops. Uh, Rob Thomas actually is responsible for the show, and he was in this episode, the last episode. Um, the whole concept behind it, this is a Vertigo comic, so, you know, it's the same world as Jonah Hex and uh, Hellblazer slash Constantine, so it's a DC comic, so it would be really cool if we could get them to cross over. But iZombie's concept is that zombies live... And as long as they eat brains, they're perfectly fine. They're functioning members of society, albeit very pole, uh, pale, and their hair kind of goes white. Yeah. So there's a whole underground zombie thing where people pay for spray tans and hair coloring so that they can pass as normal members of society. So do people know they're zombies, or do they try to hide the fact that they're zombies? They hide the fact that they're zombies because people still hate zombies. Okay. Um but when a zombie eats a person's brain, they take on that person's personality, and they can get flashes of memory from them, which is how they involve themselves in the crimes every week. The main character... Oh, so it's a crime procedural show. Yes, but a okay. humorous one. So okay. the main character, uh, Rose McIver, is Liv Moore. Yes, it's ironic right from the start. Uh, Olivia Moore, she works in the... Um, mortician's office at the police okay. station and so when a body comes in from like a murderer or something like that she eats the brain they, oh, always, they always go through an elaborate uh process of showing you how she makes it it's not just like she mouths down sometimes she'll make it into a crostata sometimes she'll make it into a stir fry um then she eats it and she takes on that personality and then she passes it off telling uh the detective that she works with that she's a psychic and that she gets flashes of things. And at first he doesn't believe her, but then they start closing cases, so he starts believing her more and more and comes to her more often. It's really cool. Meanwhile, the guy that she works in the lab with wants to help her find a cure for zombieism. Okay, so the other person in the morgue also knows that she's a zombie, so the fact yes. that brains are missing is not like – there's no red flags popping up. Correct. Yep, okay. they've got that covered. And I won't go much further than that except to say that the characters in the show are all really cool. Is she supplying brains to others? No, but there is another zombie out there who is doing just that. Okay. And that comes into play very big because if there are lots of zombies, somebody has to be making money. I was going to say, so is there like – is there is this like a thing like with Grim where we, every week we find out someone else is zombie infected? No, no, not at all. Um, the, so, the number of zombies are pretty limited, but okay. like the guy who is selling brains, say an astronaut's brain he'll get top dollar for that because that way you can have the memories of an astronaut. Oh, so he's finding a way to commercialize this to yes. total recall it. Yes, but they all keep it on the down low. You know, everybody kind of, yeah. they don't really talk about it. It's very under the table kind of stuff. Huh. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the more I've watched it and then after this two part finale and knowing they're going into the third season with a fresh thing, I like this because at the end of the season, it's, like, if they ended right now, you'd be okay with it. But there's a story for the third season, and it's going to be awesome. So people who are listening, you, Mike, if you've got a chance, check it out. It's only two seasons in. It's a CW show. I think you'd really enjoy it. That's my pitch. All right, well, I'll see if it's on Hulu. Maybe I'll watch the pilot see how it goes. Cool. I don't know. Um, 
The only other one that I watched this week that actually I really enjoyed as well, uh, you may have seen commercials for it. TBS just released a new half-hour sitcom called The Detour. Nope. It's a uh, TVMA comedy. Okay. And the mother in this is uh, the woman who played Wileen on Justified. Sure. And the father is the guy. He's been on The Daily Show. He's Samantha Bee's husband. He's been in comedy before. But it seems to be like a take on National Lampoon's Vacation, except for way more twisted and funny as hell. I mean, this is some hilarious hijinks. I had actually had it pointed out to me by somebody else. They were like, look, if you want to laugh for a half an hour, go watch this show. And they weren't kidding. I watched the first two episodes today and laughed a lot. What's it called again? The Detour? The Detour. And, and, what's, and what's that reference? Uh, they, When you first meet these people, uh, after they do that 72 hours earlier, they're supposed to be taking a trip to Florida, but instead of getting on the plane, Dad decides while everybody's asleep, he's going to take them on a road trip. So they've kind of been detoured. But I will give you the one selling point you need, Mike. Okay. The mechanic who helps them fix their car is Judge Reinhold really? <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. He's packed on some weight, yeah. but it was most assuredly Judge Reinhold. I looked it up before the show tonight and said, yep. Huh. All right, I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> it's early on. It's not as daunting as, say, iZombie, where I'm two seasons behind. Exactly. And those are hour-long episodes, whereas these are yeah. half hours. So. Oh. Yeah, Kate, actually, she's digging Limitless so much tonight. She's like, are you sure you don't want to watch another episode instead of recording that podcast? <laughs> Oh, it is that good. Yeah, yeah, and it really is. And I'm like, well, yeah, but we're almost done. So, I mean, let's just pump the brakes. That's right. Because then the season's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all the TV that I've watched this week. TV, that is. Did you watch any movies this week, John? I watched a couple of movies, actually. What'd you see? Uh, the first one is Hardcore Henry. Yes. I've been waiting to hear your your. Hardcore Henry, for those who don't know, uh, was shot in Russia entirely with uh, GoPro cameras. So it's all first-person perspective, the entire movie, right from the beginning. And uh, it was okay. It was not a terrible movie. I enjoyed parts of it, but it was definitely not something that I came out saying, oh, my God, I've got to see that again. Um, very, very action-filled. You know, it starts off, we... Everything's from Henry's perspective. You see his leg being screwed on and his arm being screwed on. They're alluding to some kind of accident that happened where he got blowed up. And then the lab that he's in gets attacked. And right from there, he's just nonstop go, go, going. It's never like, oh, we're going to sit down and relax for a while. He is constantly being shot at. He's constantly being attacked. So it is just one nonstop action thrill ride. I actually came out of the theater feeling a little bit queasy and a little bit disoriented because of the first person perspective. Um, so is it, it's like crank as far as action, except you're looking at it from Jason Stratham's point of view the entire time. Exactly. Okay. And they even go like a lot of people were saying, Oh, it's like a first person video game, like a call of duty meets a movie. I kind of get that. Um, there were some really over the top stunts. Uh, the bad guy in this is literally an albino with long white hair who has, uh, telekinetic powers. So right there, it's almost like a cheesy eighties video game, but I think it was enjoyable. Everybody should see it just to see what they can do with GoPro cameras. I wouldn't expect an Oscar-worthy performance, except Charlotte Copley plays 
a character in this, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And every time he shows up on the scene, he's a different version of himself. Like the first one that you meet is like this button up CIA agent type. And then he's driving down the road. And within two seconds, he gets shot in the head. And then when you meet him again, he's like a coked out naked guy who's freaking out because of the establishment. And you get to see him play like 20 different versions of characters. That right there was so entertaining. I loved it. But otherwise, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what was the other movie you watched? Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. I don't know if you've heard of that. It sounds familiar. It's a mockumentary, so it's set up to be like a documentary. A friend of mine right. uh, turned me on to this. It's uh, shot in New Zealand. Scott? What's that? Did you? Where did you watch it? Oh, iTunes. Okay. Um, so it's shot in New Zealand, and it's supposedly by the New Zealand Tourism Board. And it it's a mockumentary following four vampire roommates. And okay, it's all right. I've heard riot. of this. Okay, I have heard of this. Yeah, it is a riot. You know, I these feel guys. Like it's on Netflix or something. Oh, maybe I don't know. Um, but these guys, they talk about how like the Twilight movies have kind of damaged their rep. Uh, they get into a turf war at one point with werewolves. Uh, Riz Darby, by the way, plays one of the werewolves, which was great after that X Files episode where he was the werehuman. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun, like listening to them complain because, you know, well, we have to be invited into places. So they're walking from nightclub to nightclub being like, come on, just invite us in. The guys are like, get out of here. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's nothing. That's, that's not a concept I ever considered. They have to be invited into the nightclub. That's right. Um, Jermaine Clement, who you might know from flight of the Concords, or he was also the bad guy in men in black three. Uh, he plays one of them. He's Vladistock the poker. He liked to poke people with sharp implements to torture them. Okay. And they're just a riot. The the movie really, it's like a British kind of humor, but they definitely, like, they'll talk to the camera, like in the movie, in the show, The Office. And when they go around town, people will be like, why do you have cameramen following you? So it's definitely acknowledged that they are on camera. Okay. If you want a good laugh. Documentary, yeah. Yeah, do it. I know you like documentaries, so if you get a chance, I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, and I like, um, uh, found footage type stuff. Yes. Yes. No, those are the only movies that I watched this week. What about you? I didn't watch any movies this week. What? Yeah. I said, I've been reading a lot this week, actually. I watched my shows and reading, and it's been kind of busy at work, and then just some other stuff going on. So I, I, I actually, uh, and we've been watching Limitless like every night. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's not actually what watching you this week. Huh? It's not. I know it's not called what you read this week. I realize that, but I'm, I'm educated. I'm cultured. <laughs> um, there you go. I do want to talk about some trailers I watched this week, though. Oh, excellent! Bring it on. So, I mean, we Doctor Strange trailer came out. Oh yeah. What'd you think of that? I mean, that was just awesome. That was Benedict Cumberpatch. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. And sure. the fact that they're going to be getting into like quantum physics and and magical stuff. Yep. Oh. It was so yeah. exciting. It looks great. I mean, like, even if you're not, okay, I think this is going to be, like, along the lines of, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's, I don't know how it's going to be humor-wise in relation, like, Guardians of the Galaxy was a hilariously, like, uh, hu- um, can't even talk, sorry. It was a very humorous movie, However, but it's one of those, like, I don't think Doctor Strange is as well known as some of the other characters, 
similar to Guardians of the Galaxy is what I mean. Exactly. Those are my thoughts, too. There, that's what I was trying to get out. I just had a hard time formulating the sentence. And if I just bragged how educated I was. So <laughs> so I think you're going to see the same thing where people are going to give it a chance because the trailer does look cool. And it's a Marvel property. Marvel and it's a Marvel property. Bank on yeah. the name now. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It looks awesome. That's this November. I watched the Rogue One trailer again, and I still think it looks awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. I know there's a lot of people out there that are, like, upset over the lead being a, a girl again. Well... Get over it because it just yeah. looks amazing. What the hell's wrong with these people? So, did you know that they're making a sequel to Neighbors? Unfortunately, yes, I did. Yeah, okay. So, I didn't know that. I watched the trailer last night. Uh, it's pretty weak sauce as far as the, the frat house has been moved out, and now Chloe Grates, Moritz there, whatever. Uh, her and her friends are opening a sorority there, and they're hard partiers. And so. You know, uh, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, they go and call up Zach Efron to have him come over and help them get rid of this, the sorority. That's right, because he got them into this trouble in the first place, so he must right. be the one yeah. to figure it out. Because they're trying to sell the house. And now they're not going to be able to sell the house with a sorority next door. Um, there is one funny scene in the in the, in the the trailer, and I'm concerned like that the tr- the tr- this trailer has done that thing where everything funny was shown. Yep, I'm worried about that too. But there's a funny scene in the trailer where... Uh, the girls are all in bikinis, and for whatever reason, they rip Seth Rogen's clothes off him, and he jumps in his car to hide, and his wife is trying to hose them down to get them to go away. Yep. And he's like, stop it, stop it, you're just making them sexier. <laughs> exactly, yep. So, But they also, you notice, I don't know which trailer you saw, but they repeat the airbag joke from the last one. Yeah. Just a little differently. Oh, you yes. got to get up through that vent. Just jump on the airbag, and you can go straight up. Yeah, exactly, yes. Well, no, what I saw... I don't remember that part. I just remember the uh, the airbag and the wife saying, um, they're not going to fall for that. Why aren't they going to fall for it? Because girls aren't as stupid as guys. And all of a sudden, the airbag goes off and blows Seth Rogen across the room as he's trying to set it up. So, Oh, yeah. This was a different airbag thing where they're trapped in a garage and there's a vent up in the ceiling. And so he says, just jump on it and you'll go straight up. And instead, he goes flying straight out through the garage door. Yeah. No, I didn't see that part. If I did, I don't remember it. Boo might be a different trailer. To that. Yeah, I, I would say boo to that as well. So, yeah, so that comes out in May, and uh, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Right. Uh, I watched another trailer called High Rise, and I watched it based on the fact that Tom Hiddleston's in it. I, I've i seen a trailer for that, I think. Remind and me. It's really, really weird. Basically, it's like an odd futuristic, I think, or post-apocalyptic, I don't know. But it's definitely a sci-fi flick about – and it basically centers around a building, a high-rise building. And it's basically the layers of society coincide with the floors of the building where if you're rich and powerful, you live in the top. If you're poor and destitute, you live in the bottom. That's right. Yeah. So it's kind of – I don't I don't know. Like I watched the trailer and I was really excited because it was Tom Hiddleston. And then when it was done, I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it looked – yeah, you're right. You yeah. know, it was like Tom Hiddleston and class society wars. and yep. But then afterwards, you're left kind of with that weird taste in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, because it was just like – it seems like it's going to be a little too political for me, I guess. I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but like, yeah. Yeah. In, in a world where we already don't want a lot of drama, that seems like one of the l- less – 
yeah, excusable type of There's going to be a lot of drama in that because it's basically like, you know, uh, rating the levels of society and it's based on where you live and like the poor people lose electricity so the rich people can keep their electricity and on and on. So it's just kind of like, eh, all right, maybe. Yeah. I uh, watched another trailer called Holidays. Have you heard about this? I have not. Okay, Holidays is a horror anthology movie. Yes. It features yes. eight shorts, but they're not all Halloween. They take place like on um, – I don't remember all eight of them. I didn't write it down, but it's um, – they take place like I think one's on Christmas, one's on Thanksgiving, one's on like Memorial Day, one's on Mother's Day even I think. So each short is diff- directed by a different director. Like uh, Kevin Smith directs one of them. Which would be cool. Uh, He's never really – well, I mean he did Tusk, but I'm still going to say he's never done horror. Well, okay, Red State was supposed to be horror, but that was just basically a a political uh, statement type movie. Good word for that. Yeah, watching that movie, I'm just kind of like – I watched the whole thing, and then when it was over, I was just like, I think this will be the first time ever when I say I will never watch this Kevin Smith movie again. (laughs) Because it was so slow and just like, I I just, I I didn't get behind it. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so Seth Green's uh, one of the stars in one of the, uh, one of the shorts. It just, it just, the trailer itself, it just looks really, really good. So check that out. That's actually available now on demand, so most likely... I will be watching that this week before we next week comes around. Cool. And then the last trailer I want to touch on is something is one called Everybody Wants Some. Yes. Okay, so you've seen that one. It's the new Richard Linklater film, and for those of you who don't know who that is, he did Dazed and Confused. And the tagline that you can't escape anywhere you turn is, it's like Dazed and Confused for the 80s. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but it looks good. Essentially, it's about uh, 80s college baseball players and typical college hijinks ensue. Right. The main guy there, the main character, I can't tell who he is. He looks so familiar. All right. He is – he plays Adam Foster on Supergirl. Hmm. He was on Glee, too. I don't know if you watched Glee. Like, he won won the uh, second season of the Glee Project. Okay. So he was on, like, the last – Two, okay, he, the last season of Glee, he just had a cameo in one episode, I think, I was reading, and then he was in the previous two seasons, um, but his name's Blake Jenner, but huh. you, you'll recognize him mostly as being Adam Foster on Supergirl. Okay. Yeah. All right. And also has, like, this, it's, a, it's also a young, it's, it's a young cast, and at first I thought, oh, these are kind of unknowns, but they're not. They've been in, like on Nickelodeon shows or Disney shows or whatever. So, I mean, like, it's not like when Days and Fuse came out, that was an unknown young cast. Um, this is a young cast. Like, one of the guys in it is um, was on Heroes, the Heroes Reborn season. Oh, okay. He played the brother of the Luchador character who eventually adopted the Luchador hero, right. but he didn't yep. have any powers. Like, he's in it. I mean, um, so, yeah, but it looks – it actually, it looks good. It looks funny. It looks like a decent flick. Like you know, it's period piece for the '80s, which is odd to say that we have a 1980s period piece movie, but that's essentially what we have. So, right. and I like Richard Linklater. Oh, he's done some good stuff. I mean, yeah. I liked Dazed and Confused, yeah. um, mostly the second time I watched it. The first time yeah. I watched it, eh. Yeah, yeah. I would lean to agree with you there. Yeah, but I mean, like people are still quoting Matthew McConaughey's, you know. 
Um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. His all right, all right, all right. And his other one is like, you know what I like about high school girls? I keep getting older. They stay the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That really creepy quote he has in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, back when, you know, you could get away with that kind of stuff. But Yeah, exactly. So, it's, but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'll watch that at some point. I mean, none of these are, except for, well, okay, I say none of these. All right, so Doctor Strange and Rogue One, I'm going to try and see in the theater. I'm definitely yes. seeing Rogue One in the theater. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah. but like, everybody wants some neighbors, holidays, whatever. I mean, like, those will be whenever I, whenever I get a chance. I don't even know if I'm going to watch High Rise or not, but if I took the two and a half minutes to watch it, I figured I'd talk about it for five, apparently. Right. Well, <laughs> speaking of Tom Hiddleston, I've seen yeah. a preview recently for The Night Manager. Have you seen this? No. Uh, it's a miniseries that's going to be on AMC. Uh, starts April 19th, so coming right up here. And it's a short run. They said, no, it'll just be a miniseries. It's not going to be one of these where we say it's a miniseries and then it's going to come back. But it's Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston. And it's... I believe, from what I've seen, it's like a crime drama kind of thing. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, from what I've seen, is a uh, hotel manager in, like, Egypt and former soldier. He's recruited by some intelligence agents to infiltrate an uh, uh, international arms dealer. Are you watching it now? Yeah. And Hugh Laurie's got his British accent in this. Yeah, thankfully. Oh, it's a BBC One show. Okay. But they'll, be, but they'll be showing it on AMC. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. Whenever they tell me it's a miniseries, I'm usually game for that. Yeah. I mean, I'm only 25 seconds into this minute and a half trailer, but Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> Hugh Laurie looks good. I'm going to watch that. Yep. But there are exceptions to that rule. Yeah. Uh, for instance, Wayward Pines. I don't know if you watched that when it was out. Nope. Uh, Wayward Pines was touted as a miniseries event, and I watched it, and I was not that impressed. Like, I was in the beginning. They're having a season two, aren't they? Yeah, that's the thing. I just saw a preview the other day that they've got season two coming up. That would not be a miniseries event. No, it would not. And it makes me kind of angry because the first season was not good. Yeah, okay. Well, hold on a second. Mosquito. I just killed a mosquito. Congratulations. Well, it was biting me. That's why I was like, hold on a second, because it, it hurt. Um, oh, so this show is actually The Night Manager. It's already aired over in the UK. That's not surprising, but yeah. that tends to happen with a lot of stuff yeah. for them. Yeah, it's already, it actually, yeah, they've already had, it's already been on and done with the first episode over here in the US. Oh, that airs Tuesday. Yeah. This coming Tuesday, yeah, so check that out. Yeah, I'll be checking it out. I wonder if you go on the BBC's website and watch it already. Uh, A lot of times with the BBC's website, you can't watch it over here. It's kind of region locked to the UK area. Well, you know, okay, so what's odd about that then is I was able to watch – that's how I was watching Doctor Who. Through the BBC's website? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like I was even just loading it up on my tablet. On my Kindle Fire, or even on my phone at one point before I got my Kindle Fire, like I was watching Doctor Who on th- off their website, like on their their streaming side of things. Interesting. But I think it's I think what it was is like after it aired on BBC America, because like Doctor Who is the the anomaly where they aired on BBC and then straight away over here as well. 
Right. It's not like this where they've already aired this and now it's going to be on AMC, which I am a little concerned because each episode aired on the BBC was 58 minutes long. And AMC, I mean, that's like that'd be you'd have to run. That would have to be an hour and a half of TV time right. to not edit it down and put the commercials in. So Although we may get that notification in the beginning that says this has been edited for length. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let's see, yeah, which. That would that would be yeah I don't know about that I don't know if I'd like that or not if they're gonna cut it down you know what I mean well if they do then it gives you something to look for on uh, BBC site yeah exactly yeah yeah she's already airing over in Australia as well everyone's getting it before us John I know people are around the world are already getting Civil War dude yeah that's actually true yeah but um, the reviews I've, are positive overwhelmingly positive yes I saw that as well. I bet you people are torrenting the crap out of Civil War right now. Yep. And here we are waiting to go see it in the theater. I'm going to see it in the theater. I want to see it on the big screen in front of me. Yep. That's exactly what I want. But that's everything that I got for this week. Yeah, I'm tied up as well. Thanks for pointing out that Night Manager to me. I plan on checking that out immediately. Definitely. And like I said, you're only two episodes in. Check out the detour. I think you'd enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, I can do that as well. So it looks like we uh, we definitely hit our hour. Oh, I had yes. said at the beginning of this, I don't know if it's picked up on the recording or not, but I said at the beginning I wasn't sure if we'd hit our hour this week because I didn't have a whole lot to go on. But Nope, we're actually looking at about an hour and 11 minutes right now. Yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> Good, that works, that works. So um, <laughs> it's funny, I didn't think we were going to make it the hour. I didn't have a whole lot to talk about. I was going to talk about Ash vs. Evil Dead. <laughs> but... Uh, we're out of time. Uh, we'll have to push it off till next week. Yeah, so we'll get uh, it next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get try to get that in there next week. I mean, I got to get ready. I got to take a shower. I got to go to work. Yep, yep. Uh, and I've got to do things that nobody cares about hearing about. So exactly, exactly. I don't think anyone cares that I have to go to work. But I'm just saying that's what I got to do. So yeah, okay. That's it for me. Uh, again, my name is Mike. You're listening to Mike, uh, <laughs> and you're listening to. I'm sorry. Am I supposed to say John? You were. You were. Oh, oh. Okay. That's twice in this episode. That is twice. Well, every other you. episode you introduce me yourself. So I know, I know, I did. But last week's episode, I introduced you myself, and you introduced yourself at the same time, and then we talked over each other. Yep. So I was like, oh, well, I should good do that. times. Wait. Yeah, good times indeed. So, anyways, my name is Mike. My name's uh, Mike. and you've been listening <laughs> to John, and uh, <laughs> you can find me uh, Superstar ML on the it- Twitter. And you can find me at the Quantum Geek G three three K. And uh, after this post, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead on the uh, the Twitter and I'll share the the trailers that I watched, and I'll uh, I'll share the Night Manager trailer as well, uh, so that you can easily find them. You don't have to type anything in on YouTube. You just click the links. Isn't that nice provided. of you? Look yes, at you for all twelve of our followers. Hey, <laughs> if you download and listen to the show, please do us a favor and just go over to. Uh, uh, the Twitter's uh, What Did You Watch? And just click the follow for us. That would be great. Yeah, that way we can kind of keep track. Yeah, yeah, indeed. All right, cool. Well, hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next week. That's right. See you later. <laughs>